0: Hello and welcome to episode eleven of MLS Fantasy Insider, round seven review, round eight preview, brought to you by MLS Fantasy Boss and holy crap parachutes. Round six was crazy. No, just kidding. It's R slash fantasy MLS from Reddit fantastic community. Joining me again this week, I have Simon and Jason. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm good, man. How are y'all? Doing well, man. It's a beautiful day. Can't complain.
0: Y'all, you sound like from my neck of the woods now. Uh, let's just jump right into this. I know we're in some time crunches this time, so tell me, guys, how bad did your teams do this week? What an awful excuse for a double game week!
2: Hey, you know what? I captained David Villa. It did not go well, man. That was that was pretty bad. Uh, luckily, it seems like other people somehow had worse weeks because I ended up with fifty-one points, and after taking after taking a minus eight, fifty-one points. And apparently that was better than a lot of people somehow. So, you know, uh, no complaints here. No complaints here.
1: Yeah, I got a, I ended up with 56 after my minus eight. Um, You know, David Villa capping as well. Um, You know, Javi Morales got injured and uh, put Badgie in. Turns out he got injured too. And I know a lot of people on uh, the Reddit forums are, Pretty in disarray, just because of Ramos's red card, Badgie, Villa, Hernandez. I mean, everybody's just injured. It's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I took a minus eight. I invested heavily in double game week, especially with the New York City side, New York City FC side, and uh, I didn't even hit average this round. I got 39, pretty Ouch. pitiful. The Giralias hit me, and uh, the Ramos red card hit me, and of course I had Hernandez and David Villa, and so it was just, just uh, one, two punches all around. Pretty awful, which, which makes a lot of the questions we're gonna go over tonight very, very good. Uh, but before we get into that, just some quick reminders. There were all kinds of disciplinary issues and injury concerns last week. I know we have Hernandez and David Villa that we're looking at, they're still Real. There's Duralis that you are going to want to keep an eye on. Lots of things. The disciplinary committee and the injury reports have not updated yet, so be sure to check back at that before you make your transfers this weekend. So, as always, we're going to jump right into it now. Guys, who are your fan standout picks for round eight? How do, how do you recover from this double game week?
1: I... Uh... For, I think for round eight, I mean, you really got to look at who's in form right now. I mean, Kakao looks great. He could be a great one-week play. I know he's on a bye next week, but, I mean, he's playing a Toronto team, uh, you know, at home. And, honestly, Kakao's killing it, and Toronto's defense does not look very good. Um, for You know, you can even look at Powers as well. Powers is playing lights out right now. Castillo coming off that two games. I mean, there's uh, just a lot of great players right now, but... Uh, I have to say, you know, definitely, I think Kaká is a great play.
2: Yeah, I was, uh, I was gonna say Kaká too, uh, and I think he is like a must-have for this week almost. But at the same time, Orlando is on a buy next week, so that could be difficult. Uh, but if you can have him, I think he's gonna absolutely light it up. One player that I would say that might might be a little bit easier for some people to acquire: Federico Iguain. Uh, Philly does not look good, man. Columbus at home, one of the hottest teams in the league, against a Philly defense that has has been less than good. I think PiPA is going to light it up.
1: Even Kamara, or Kamara too. He's looking great.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now they have been doing a little bit better once they
0: put a, a new work center back pairing in there. So not not awful, but yeah, they are still a little little short in the back, but, uh, you know, you guys both said Kaka, and here's my concern, he did nothing against Columbus, which, granted, Columbus is really hot right now, he got a goal at Portland off a second try from a PK, a PK, he has one legit open goal against the Montreal game with a legit Assist, and then he's got that sort of crazy deflection from the first game against NYCFC. So in my mind, I'm kind of looking at him really with one goal, one assist.
1: I don't know if I can jump on the train. Even against a Toronto defense that has not done well at all, it's it's the one saving grace for
0: that. Um, I, I don't know. That. I mean, where is he at against Montre- Not Montreal. Where is he at against Houston? When we all thought. They would explode there. Or where was he at against DC when we thought maybe that could sure. be something at home. So I I don't know.
1: What do you I guys think know. about uh, Benny Failhaber? I mean, he's – dude's a BP magnet. He didn't – I mean, man, he's just producing.
2: Um, You know, I like Benny Failhaber a lot. But – Something about Kansas City just seems off to me. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with it. I don't know if Zussi's return is kind of going to sideline his points a little bit. But, you know, he seems like a really good option if you've got the money and the transfers. I'm just a little bit more high on Columbus right now. So uh, he's probably not in my in my plans.
0: Definitely. I, I kind of feel that Houston's more off than sporting Kansas City is at the time. I mean, at least we've got the reliable Failhopper to go to when you're looking for a sporting Kansas City pick. I'm Houston's a completely another story. We got a question about that later on, so I'll I'll save some for that. But yeah, I, I could I could definitely go with a Benny for this round. They've got Chicago at home in round nine, even though there's a lot of great there are a couple of double game weeks coming up. That that's a pretty solid pick right there for, for a, at least two weeks. But what about defense? Who would you guys replace Hernandez with?
1: I uh, I mean, for me, getting ready for the double game week, um, I'm I'm still gonna look at a New York Red, uh, the Red Bulls defender. I don't know how to say his name. Is it Perenelle or something? Perenelle? Yeah. yeah, him. Um, I know. is um, it M- uh, Miazga? Miazga. Miazga. Yeah, Miazga. I mean, I know he got called up to the U.S. But if he's in, he looks fantastic too. Um, but I was actually, to be honest with you, I was kind of looking at JT uh, Taylor from Houston. Um, he he looks he looks like a good pick. I think he's on. Is he on four yellow cards though? That's my only concern. I'd
0: have to check. Ooh.
1: But uh, I mean, yeah, no, that speaking. would
0: be a, this their concern, definitely.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, I know a lot of people are. Um, you know, getting ready for obviously the uh, Red Bulls and um, Colorado matchup. But then if you look towards game week 10, you have four double game weeks. So you can start picking, you know, Houston Dynamo players, Galaxy players, RSL or San Jose players. So kind of pick your poison on there. But, yeah.
0: He has two wow. yellows.
1: Okay, two yellows. So then – so I, I really like uh, – is it – I'm not sure his first name. Is it Jason Taylor? James Taylor? John Taylor? Joseph Taylor? <laughs>
0: Jermaine.
1: Jermaine Taylor. There you go. So
0: I was just going to see how long you'd go with that. (laughs) That's a lot of J
1: names. I can go forever.
0: Yeah. Of course he was huge uh, last year. I I don't remember if he got injured or not, but he was the one who David Horst ended up replacing uh, a little bit through the 2014 season. But yeah, Jermaine Taylor has always been a solid pick pretty reasonably priced. I think right now he's 6.6. So yeah, that could be, be a good option. Houston, does have a pretty good set of games coming up. All of them are home, except for one game in their double game week matchup. So that's what four out of five the next next games all at home.
1: Yep, yeah, them mm-hmm. and, and honestly, oh, probably Grana or even Pogatets. I know Pogatets had a monster week last week, so mm-hmm. I, I, I like. I really like anybody in Columbus. Just get it. Just get the whole team. Why not?
0: <laughs> we'll get to that question coming up. Anybody else for you, Simon? That you want to throw out there for? For a defender pick, or maybe even someone to replace, oh, we did Jorales already. What about uh, Via?
2: Nah, I think we kind of covered it with the the Columbus and uh, Red Bulls defenders. I thought Jason Jason covered that pretty well.
0: Yeah, so. a lot of good names there. So before we move on to the questions, who are your must have players for round eight? Jason.
1: Um, I'm gonna. I mean, my my. I, I really think Kaka. Um, okay. I like Kaka. Um. Yeah, I'll say Kaká and um, K- uh, Kamara. I think those two guys are going to have a monster game next week.
2: And I'm going to go Federico Iguain.
1: Classic
0: fantasy choice. Good to see him coming back onto the scene right now. I'm going to deviate a little bit from our our rundown because I want to highlight a question that was sent to me on Twitter from former MLS FI host AJ Job, forever MLSFI host in my memory. Uh, he says, is it too early to put weight behind Crew SC's attack or are Merim, Kamara Higuain legitimate pickups? I think we've touched on this already, but you want to go forward with that, uh, Jason?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that I know that you, read are extremely big on uh, Marim. I know that that was your sleeper pick two, two weeks ago, and I mean, he's produced, that's Oh, it's a fantastic pick. High five to you. Um, but I really think it's uh, it's time to jump on it. I mean, I think that all fantasy sports, especially soccer, you have to jump on form because form outplays anything. And if a player's in form or if a team's in form, why not grab him up? I mean, Higuain last week, I think he's starting to get his feet underneath him. Uh, Kamara's doing great. Um, Maram's doing great. I mean, Finley's been kind of quiet. But um, I, I think you go all in on Columbus's attack right now, especially – um, especially with their, you know, their upcoming schedule. I mean, what they're playing—Philly, DC, Seattle, San Jose, Chicago, Orlando. I mean, that's that's a pretty pretty favorable schedule.
0: Very true. Now they are all single game weeks, so I guess let's just jump right into the questions now. Jason, you can just take that first question since yeah. it does deal with these these players.
1: Uh, you know, this is from one of our uh, one of our uh, longtime uh, question askers, <laughs> uh, Mike Dat Tiger. Should we stop looking at double game week players? New York Red Bull players are good, but they will fail in double game week for sure. You know, I mean, the past you know couple game weeks, a lot of the double game week players have failed due to injury or just not producing. But, um, you know, I'm going to always look at double game week players and always take, you know, at least a couple hits to bring somebody in. Um, I personally think that anybody that's going to be playing 90 plus minutes is worth worth it. Um, so I'm going to continue to look at all double game week players, but if you're not going to look at this week, at least plan ahead to game week 10 for the, for the quad double game week. There's a lot of good potential there.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with, with Jason. Um, I know we've seen kind of some failure so far, but a lot of that is due to just small sample size and, and things being weird. um. You know, it's still, it's twice the opportunity to earn points and just because big name players have, have kind of failed so far and we saw Hernandez and Villa go out with injuries, just because that happens once doesn't mean it's going to happen most of the time. So I think you really got to just play the odds and you're putting yourself at a, at a disadvantage statistically if you decide to not go with double game week players.
0: And of course the big thing these first two that we've seen the double game week teams have been playing each other and i think that starts to change once we hit game week nine uh but no i don't think we stop looking at double game week players if we start seeing some more goals like we have seen this last couple of rounds then maybe we stop looking at double game week players in our defense maybe just go for those clean sheet chances but i still think with uh, keepers of course being the exception but i still think the midfields and forwards could have some good double game week options Going forward, and I have some faith in New York. They are a legitimate team again this year. So our second question was from, from Perforce One. He was asking about the Columbus Crew. We've already touched on this a lot. Basically, he wants to know uh, who are our favorite long-term investments. And Jason already hit on on mine. I feel like kind of a broken record, but big fan of Merem. Uh, I think he's I think he's quality.
1: Yeah, I uh, you know. Um... Kamara, he he was in my team to start it, uh, you know, to start the season. And I think he missed three headers the very first game that should have gone in. Um, but, I mean, Kamara seems to be, like I said, in form. And I know a lot of the OG fantasy players here know Iguain, And he's just – he always consistently puts up numbers. He takes PKs. He t- takes set pieces, takes pretty much everything for Columbus. So, honestly, I mean, out of those three, I think is fantastic for your offensive um, production and then defensive. I mean, you know, Pogatetz is a great center back. He's, I think, he's six three, so he's a good aerial threat. And then you have Grana. Um, but also, if you go look at the points per game, um, Francis for Columbus. I think he's he's in the top. I think the top ten for points per game. At I want to say around six point six points per game. So that could be another you know nice um, uh, differential pick.
0: Yeah, of course, he's only only played three games though.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, six point 6. six points per game for three games. That's still that's great for a defender.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I like Francis too. Pogatetz is great for me. It's I'm I'm gonna sound like a broken record too. It's Iguain just because he is able to pretty consistently generate bonus points. That might have been a, that might be a little bit different this year just because they've been playing slightly differently with him. And if you see, up until this last last game where he scored 15 points, he's had scores of 3, 3, negative 1, and 1, which is <laughs> pretty awful. That said, I tend to look at his, his total history, which says that as a, as a fantasy player, over his three seasons in the league, he's been incredible. And I'd rather take that total history um, over just a, a five-game week stretch where he managed to, you know, not do so well the first two game weeks and then pick up a red card. Like, I'd definitely rather take the bigger picture there over that small, small section of data.
1: Just don't captain him on a double game week. Otherwise, he'll get you a red card and negative three points.
2: (laughs) Yeah, lesson learned on that from last year. My God. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, ready to move on to the next question. I think this one. This one comes from Knox Vox. It says I have Villa, Hernandez, Giralas, Ramos. So that sad music will hit home for me.
0: I had been hoping. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh man, I messed it
2: up. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I had been hoping to save the wild card for game week ten, but with those four, now's probably the time to use it. Right? Oh man. This is quite the question because you know what I'm dealing with the same thing except that I didn't have Ramos, um, and I have Hernandez and Via, and so I think a lot of it is honestly for me is going to come down to um, New York plays the first plays the first game on Friday at eight p.m. Eastern against Chicago. If somehow Via and Hernandez are back, or even one of them are back, I'm probably not going to use my wild card. Um, if they if, if it turns out that they're both not playing, I'm going to have a plan in place to use my wild card because I have three Philly players, and they're playing uh, away at Columbus, which is a terrible, terrible matchup, and I'd like to get those guys off my team, but that's going to be impossible if I have to use my transfers on those injured players. So honestly, I think the biggest part comes down to will Villa and Hernandez play. If they do... You could probably get away with not using your wild card. Um, there's a, kind of something else that me and Reed talked about in regards to this question before this show, and maybe he'll he'll hit on that when it comes to his turn. Got an idea, Reed?
0: Uh, I'll see if I can remember. Of course, I also have to point out that New York City FC does play the first game this yeah. week, and
2: that's what I was there's saying. plenty
0: of time to consider who you're going to trade. And at least, thank goodness, we have the whole week to Mm -hmm. consider what we're going to trade. This is not one of the back-to-back double game weeks like we just had and like are coming up for for these next few rounds. So there's plenty of time to think, plenty of time for players to heal. Personally, no, I don't think it's the right time. Uh, I still think it'd be best to wait until maybe after round nine for a wild card, Uh, unless you are pretty low. I know Simon was saying that uh, his rank really made him want to take some more risks. So yeah justifiable if you're if you're down there but i think over these next two rounds you have it at, at least your four trades you can use bring in some new york guys goodness knows we're not all going to load up on on colorado but there's a couple and uh, get yourself set up for for round nine and then then use your wild card sometime in that nice stretch before break and gold cup
1: yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I'm not using mine till game week ten. I feel like my team's decent right now. It's not exactly what I want, can, you know, barring injuries and all that stuff. But um, I you know wait for V and Hernandez. Wait till the lineups come out. You no, know, Geralis. Um, I was told that they were off today, but he was getting an MRI today, not an MRI, but he was getting tests done today to see how he was doing. But they held him out uh, purely precautionary. He, from what I hear, he could have played, but they held him out just to make sure. That he's okay because you know he is 34 years old. They do want him to be playing for this entire season, so there's no reason why not. You know, rest him when you have Muholland and Gill and Allen and Sosa and everybody else who can play midfield. Um, so I would wait. I personally, I personally think Giralis will play this week. Um, I will update that on the Reddit forums and in the MLS Fantasy Boss chat later, just so you know. Um, and Ramos, you get what you pay for. Never, not a big fan of cheap players like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if your team is in shambles and if you're dealing with these four and you only have two free transfers and you know you want to change other things in your team, you know, go for it, man. You've got to take risks to to move up in the ranks. So it's you, really completely up to you, yeah. And
2: just for me to add something to that, it's I think it's a little bit more acceptable for someone like me. i'm I'm ranked about six thousand right now, which is like by far the lowest I've ever been ranked in my entire time playing MLS Fantasy. And when I've been ranked higher in the past two seasons, I have been a lot more conservative with, hey, I'm going to wait to use my wild card. And unless I think I'm really, really, really screwed, I'm not going to use it. But at this point, it's kind of like, okay, if I want to increase and if my, my goal is to be like top 50 overall, which is really hard being this low at this point in the season, that is a hard thing to do. Um, It's going to involve some risk-taking and making up a lot of ground. And so this is one week where I see an opportunity where there's a lot of people who have these injured players and, and players, you know, Ramos having a red card where there might be a lot of teams who are making not optimal transfers because of the situation they're in. And so this might be a really good situation to make up a bunch of points and still prepare for the the double game weeks in nine and ten, um, and eleven to an extent because if you use your wild heart card, you totally overhaul your roster with a plan for those next weeks, and maybe do all right with that.
0: Well said. So
1: and the next and the next question uh, comes from supporting Kansas City. Why do I keep going? Um, you know, supporting. I, I answered this in the thing cuz we're all fantasy addicts, man. We enjoy soccer. We're the lifeblood of this sport. We're the ones who are trying to help grow this and we're the ones that are trying to make this fun and bigger and more enjoyable for the rest of us. And for me, man, I love I, I love this community. I love going on the chat rooms, you know, you know every every other hour and just seeing what people are talking about in Reddit and you know just seeing the community. It's just it's just fun. So with that, I'm just going to say thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast and who co- contributes to MLS Fantasy Boss, and the Reddit community. You guys are awesome, and you know, you guys, you guys make this enjoyable for everybody, so thank you.
2: Yeah, I'd just like to say, I mean, like, for me, it's fun, you know? I'm, like, like I think I said the last question, I'm doing by far the worst that I've ever done in fantasy. Like, not even close. And I'm having way more fun this year than I have in either of the past two and partially that's because I'm doing this podcast and I'm pretty involved with the community, you know, but, uh, you know, it doesn't take that much time every week and it makes watching MLS games a lot more fun. It gives incentive, you know, to watch the games. And the whole point is to improve and try and improve over the course of the season for me. So if you can just take where you're at, you know, eh, you know, try and get better and make that the fun focal point instead of just saying, eh, I'm not going to win the whole thing, so it's got to be over.
0: Yeah, and it's important to remember that that uh, supporting Kansas city did say this in jest. He's uh, uh, an old school Reddit member and probably potential future uh, guest as well on, on the show. But no, it's a good question to think if you are newer to fantasy or if you're just frustrated in general, why do I keep going? And a lot of his people, if I encourage people to get involved uh, outside of just listening to this podcast or outside of MLS fantasy boss chat, join the Reddit forum. There are a couple other communities along around the internet as well, that you can try to go to post on MLS soccer, but it's fun. I mean, and, and Simon, you guys did, did hit the nail on the head. This game should be fun. And if you decide, well, forget it, I'm just gonna take a negative 40 or I'm gonna do crazy stuff and, and just whatever makes it fun for you, start a random league. Uh, why do I keep going? Because you, you love soccer and you love fantasy and you're a giant nerd at heart. Uh, But moving on. Well said, guys. Well said. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Um, Anthony Nice sends another wild card question and says, if you, and I believe that's directed to the three of us, uh, use your wild card. Now, what would your team look like in regards for the next month or so? Kind of hard, Anthony, for me to think that since I'm not really planning on using it right now, if, if I was, I would definitely look ahead to see how I could plan out my next transfer so I could bring in the double game week players that I wanted to. Uh, I would probably go with a four four two formation, maybe even limited to one forward, but I would also want to keep a couple of of low value subs on the on the option as well. So someone like I, I was going to say Ramos, but that's not one that we're all going to want now. But someone someone in that kind of a price range, that 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 low that low six or even cheaper price Toyota. range. Toya, yeah, Toya could be an option. Just so you would have a switcheroo to go forward with. So that's that's what it would look like. Probably a four-four-two, maybe a four-five-one, but um, that's what I would I would go with right now.
1: Yeah, and for me, um, I would actually go with the three-five-two. Um, I'm big on midfield, um, and you know it, it is like Reed said. It's kind of tough right now because I'm not planning on using it until game week ten, where I'm going to load up on the quad game week, and then potentially, you know, some – I really like DC's schedule coming up, um, you know, game week 11 through game week uh, 14. They have three double game weeks, um, one, two, three, four. Four home games out of four weeks with three double game weeks. It's ridiculous. So um, – but, you know, I, I've actually uh, – the one thing I would change would be getting at least one or two bench players. And I'm talking about, like – you know, like a Toya and even a Ramos just to put on my bench because the the amount of injuries that have happened and the amount of, you know, people, you know, Ethan White getting benched in the very beginning. Um, just, I mean, other players, I can't really think right now, but other players that are getting benched that are, you know, starters. I need, you know, I don't want to be playing with 10 guys or nine guys or, oh, you know, someone gets injured in warmups like, like Schuler last week or this past week. Oh, you know, he's injured. Someone else has to come in. If anyone has Shuler, they're screwed. Someone has Giralis, they're screwed. So I think to have that, those bench players that can come in and, you know, play and fill in and at least get you two points or three points, you know, that that's all the difference in maybe 100 to, you know, 500 game ranks. So I would definitely add bench players.
2: Yeah, I'm in totally agreement with Jason on that one. Maybe just one bench player. Um if I were to use it right now, which I'm, um, I feel like I already said this, but maybe I didn't. Um, I'm like pretty seriously considering using my wild card this week, just because I think it's a good opportunity. Um, and I would be, I will be weighting my roster heavily towards double game weeks in nine and ten, just with the teams that are on form: New York Red Bulls, Columbus Crew. Uh, these teams, you know. They got pretty decent schedules and, um, you know, double game week coming up for, for New York Red Bulls. Columbus doesn't have one coming up, but their schedule is so good that if you're going to have, or, and their team is so good, really, that if you're going to have single game week players, they're the team I'd want to, I'd want to have them from. Um, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity to weight your roster towards double game week players. And kind of just clear the injuries off completely. So. Oh, anything to add, guys?
0: Nope, I think we're ready for no. the next one. Okay. Uh,
2: on to the next one. Xenotheos? Xenotheos? Uh, sorry if I mispronounced your name. How do you feel about Gabby Torres and Dylan Powers now that the Rapids have put up some goals? I love Dylan Powers. Uh, That guy is a good price for his value. His passing is so excellent. His shots are pretty excellent. Everything about Dylan Powers is, like, amazing. I've been a big fan of that guy for a while. Um, Gabby Torres, a little bit inconsistent. Not going to rack up a ton of bonus points if he doesn't score. So I I don't necessarily think Gabby Torres is a great option. Um, The Rapids, in general as you maybe saw this weekend, if you watched their game, are still not the world's greatest team. Um, Just because they won that one game 4-0 does not mean that they are going to be consistently good. But Dylan Powers will absolutely be consistently good. So if you want a cheapish midfielder that's going to put up some points, I like Dylan Powers quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Powers will be on my team for the double game
1: week. Yeah, I agree. You took the words out of my mouth. So, yeah, I agree exactly with what you said. And the next question comes from JP Gentry. Uh, Is it better to maximize your squad value or to keep some money in the bank for flexibility? And at what point should one sell a player whose value has gone up to utilize the increase in price? Should that player be kept since they're capable of higher than average uh, production? Conversely, should one cut their losses on a player whose value has dropped suddenly, Paralis or Ramos, or should the player be kept in hopes for a recouping of one's losses? That's a great question. Um, it's it's really a roll of the dice. I mean, you know, like Opara, he got injured, so everyone dropped him. Paralis, he got a red card. Most people dropped him. Some people kept him. But to me, um, you know, if a player's like I said earlier in this podcast, I'm I'm big on form. If a player's in form obviously their price is going to rise and obviously they're, they're going to produce. But, I mean, there's certain players that you may keep all season just because, you know, they're cheap like like Ishii from uh, L.A. I'm probably going to keep him all season just because he's a very consistent player and I like consistency. But um, I prefer, you know, like I, I prefer to keep the players and then if it fits my 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 mold of what I'm going to be doing for the next couple game weeks – uh, then I'll keep them. If not, then you know I'm going to ship them out for somebody else and take a gamble on somebody else bringing them in. And um, and to the second part of that, should one cut their losses on a player whose value has dropped suddenly, Paralis Ramos, um, or potentially keep them in hopes of recouping it, um, that that kind of you know goes with what I said earlier. In my opinion, you know if you feel like they're going to do good or if they have a formidable run um, of schedules coming up, then sure keep them um if not then drop them um Lloyd was big for me I picked him up um I jumped on the Lloyd train a little bit late and they've been they've been pretty bad I mean black and red one of our uh, fantasy or one of our uh one of our um, old school guys out in the chat room he was telling me don't get Lloyd don't get Lloyd don't get Lloyd they're gonna Dallas is gonna go into a slump and sure as heck they went into a slump and you know I'm I'm, I'm looking at dropping Lloyd
2: Yeah, Jason, you just answered that one better than I can do anything with. So I'm just going to let your opinion stand as my own
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, I I think as far as using your money, that if you're going to be loading up a single game week players or there's not a run of double games coming up to maximize your squad with double game weeks back-to-back, then I think it is important to keep some value behind so you can bounce back from any crazy shifts in value or just moving around to change where you're heavy in players who's going to be midfield or forwards, or even your defense. So I think it's situational for that flexibility is, has proven I think to be a bit more important this season so far, at least early on. Uh, that being said, I'm, I have not, I have not been afraid to sell high value players regardless of what their score is so far this season. And I, I think I've been okay, but that's I still, I'm not quite sure. What this new system will show us as far as the best strategy for that. So earlier I mentioned that we had a Houston question. Here it is. Comes from Bit Nomad, and it's Houston's only away game is in the next in the next five is part of their double game week against Toronto. Who do you like besides Derek? Uh, Taylor definitely Taylor. Midfield's a little crazy right now. Maybe Barnes. Um, Davis isn't doing what I really hoped, but. Uh, Derek and Taylor are two definite look-ats for that double game week.
2: Yeah, I don't love the Houston Dynamo. Um, Interestingly, though, their highest-scoring defender is Demarcus Beasley. Um, That might be partially because he's played every game, but Beasley's been putting up some decent numbers. Uh, I'm not sure I'd pick him up, honestly, because Taylor is cheaper. And I think his potential for bonus points is a little bit higher. But, nah, other than Derek, I don't really like any of these players very much. They, they're kind of low on the point scale for for their prices. So
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, JT is a fantastic pickup. Derek's a good pickup. The midfield, in my opinion, is a hodgepodge of mediocrity. Um, Davis, you know, he's been traditionally very good in fantasy, but I really... Don't you know, I mean they have Bruin and Hoffman and Bruin usually is pretty streaky. When he scores, he scores, you know, three, four games in a row and then he just cools off. But I'm not gonna touch a Houston attacker until Kubo gets here in the summertime. Kubo.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Makes quite a lot of sense. Um on to the last question. Alex G. Dealy asks now that we've had some time to adjust to the new performance based value system rather than the trade based value system. Can we clearly decide if it's better or worse? Ooh. Ooh, boy, this is a big question. Um, I haven't really think about it. Thought think? Did I just say think,
1: <laughs> I haven't think, I haven't thought about it. <laughs>
2: uh, I haven't thought about it. I'm a teacher people. For those of you who don't know, that's, Oh man, that's depressing. Uh, No, I haven't really thought about it that much. I don't really like it for what it's worth. I think it added a fun part of the game to be thinking, oh, who's going to be transferred out? Um, That said, I think this new system is probably better for casual fans. So, I don't know. Pros and cons to either. I don't really have a detailed analysis. I liked the trade-based system a little bit better, though.
0: I do think it's hard to decide... Clearly, if it's better or worse, because that the element of playing the market is gone, and if that's what you enjoyed about fantasy EPL and the previous years of fantasy MLS, then I, I don't see how you could say this system is better, because you're missing an element of the game that you really loved. And I and I get it. It, it can be fun. I feel like it's better. I I like how it's more approachable and easier to understand for a casual person coming in. I like not having any pressure. To wait until the end of a game week before I make a trade, and I can already anticipate what a player's price will be. Those those are all just predictability. Are these nice things that I like about this new system? And I still do find it kind of fun because you never know somebody's going to get a red card, some knucklehead like Ramos, and then his points are going to just plummet down. And um, it's it's a risk, but it's I've enjoyed it.
1: I mean, do you guys like blondes or brunettes? It's the same kind of deal. You know what I mean? It's yeah, uh, everyone's gonna have a different opinion on this. Um, I personally like the trade-based system better. Um, you know, every night at eleven o'clock last night or uh, last year, I would look online to see when Greenline Army posted the the uh, I forget what it was. It was the scale of you know who got transferred in, who got transferred out, to check to see whose prices were going to rise at four four a.m. Um, I, I enjoyed that aspect of the game. I felt more of like a fantasy manager, whereas now it's really based on players' performance. But the cool thing about the new one is you kind of have to guesstimate. Hey, who do I think is going to be good next week? I'm going to buy them, and hopefully that I can get a 0.1, .2 price ra- uh, raise. Um, so I mean, it's really I mean, there's like you know, like you both said, there's different aspects. But I think that this is much better for the casual player, and it is kind of nice to you know watch the games and not have to worry about transferring my players on on you know sunday night or monday morning to make sure i got the price rises um but what happens if they got injured during that week then i was screwed you know so this is kind of nice waiting until friday at five o'clock to you know transfer my players in so you know pros and cons to both but you know we'll see we'll see how it pans out for the rest of the season and i guarantee it'll probably change next year so
0: well i definitely don't miss my five o'clock AM alarm going off so that I can get up and check to run my Jason scrapes to see who's going to be going up so I can make a trade before it actually does happen. So I enjoyed that for one season and that's all I needed, <laughs> but that's all the questions that we have for this episode. So moving on to some of the, the housekeeping matters, we have the MLS fantasy insider hosts head to head league. And I I just got stomped. I mentioned my score before. I unfortunately went up against Jay Wu from MLS Fantasy Viz who stomped me in this game. He is 6th overall, guys. Wow. Congrats. He's on his way to Dubai right now, so safe travels to him. And unfortunately, the next two guys could not be here tonight, but Travis once again continued back to his, his winning streak. Beats Scott, who's had uh, some rough times and pretty busy, hasn't been able to be on the show for a while, but we still give him a good shout-out. And then our third one, Simon?
2: What? What happened? Did I tell you that Team Sermiali was going to be making an epic comeback? I'm now 2-5 and five on the season. Take that, Fripp. Oh, yeah, in the battle of... Pretty bad scores. I prevailed two and five. And hey, I told you that comeback's happening.
0: Very, very nice. You're, you're going to move right up there from, from 6,000. Uh, so the top oh, score in the um, uh, our fantasy MLS league was uh, Brian Cooper, who is the manager of Star Bangled Spanner. And he had 71 points. So Yay. congrats to you, Brian. Oh, yes. Yeah. For doing so well in such a crappy, crappy condition. So good job. Good job. And of course, I did get a chance to check out some funny team names. All of these sort of revolved around the troubles. So we have Cry Me Rivero from Mark Gershwind. Definitely many things to cry about during this round. Uh, we have Treebeard from at Nick J. Perez, Nick underscore J. Perez on Twitter because I think that we all could have used some magic of the imps to help our teams this week. So, yes, Treebeard. I, I enjoyed that team name. And then finally, third time's a charm because perhaps the third game week will be better for all of us, and that was from Brian Geiger. So congrats, guys. I enjoyed those names this week. Keep If you have names, submit them to me. If I like them, I'll put them on here, or I'll just keep browsing through the pages and find out what I want.
2: Yeah, I didn't see any others this week, but those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. Them. Yeah. Um, I just want to take a second to remind people that if you are listening on SoundCloud or Stitcher or iTunes, we are on all three of those, okay? So um, if you don't like the way you're listening now, try one of the other ones. Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever. We are on all of them. If you are on iTunes, yo, give us a rating, please. We need some more ratings, okay? If you listen to this and you like it, give us a rating. You know why helps it appear a little bit better in the iTunes store. It's going to take like five minutes of your time. And I, I got to say that, that, that seems like a good five minutes of time, but maybe I'm biased. So.
1: And also guys, uh, you know, tell your buddies about us. I mean, you know, let's, let's, there was a question, I believe a couple weeks ago, how can we grow MLS and things like that? It starts with us. I mean, you know, bring your buddies to a game, tell your buddy, if they, if they like fantasy, have them join right now. I mean, I know we've been in discussions about telling uh, MLS Fantasy to to do you know monthly prizes or you know weekly contests, kind of like a DraftKings. But tell your buddies, you know, show them what MLS Fantasy is about. You know, help them draft the team. You know, that that'll help them understand and maybe get into soccer more. And you know, we we, we love we love hearing comments. I love having people write us on our you know on the Reddit and on uh, on the Reddit <laughs> on Reddit and on Twitter and things like that. You know, just tell your buddies. You know, let's let's help us grow together, guys.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely. I know lots of people say, "Well, I want to have draft, or I want to have daily fantasy like DraftKings or Mondo Goal or something like that." But it it, it means so much more when you can respond to to MLS and say, "Hey, I have been playing fantasy for this long. Here's what I hope happens. We need more people. It's really what it comes down to. It, it's a sort of a chicken and egg thing. We need people to be able to get more stuff done. More stuff might get us more people." But I just encourage you to encourage your friends to come in, join, play, try to stay active, try to get involved in the community. It's it's fun. Really, it is. But, but yeah, that's what it is. Just keep growing. I, I will try my best maybe to get – like try my best maybe, right? I, I will try my best to maybe see if Andrew Wiebe will come on this show sometime or do a – an AMA on on the Reddit forums, just so people can maybe throw out some ideas or see what they're thinking. Maybe the end of the season when he can just give a, a recap. But we'll try to see if we can get some feedback to try to find out where fantasy is going in the future to maybe get some some excitement brewing.
2: And yo, let me just tack onto this. Thank you to the six people who have given us a rating or review. Uh, we've got we got two reviews, Yay. two reviews, and six overall ratings. And you know we get. We get a decent amount of people listening every week, but that still means that there are hundreds and hundreds more who have not gone and given us a review. So please, please, please take a few minutes out of your out of your day to go do that if you get the chance.
1: Excellent. Any other plugs from you guys?
2: Mm? Nope.
1: No. Nope. Jason. Just again, thank you guys for listening. And yeah, um, if you guys are ever in Salt Lake, you know, shoot me a shoot me a message on Twitter at JJ underscore dirty. And I'll get I'll hook you guys up with some free tickets and come watch the game. Enjoy it. Oh, Have a good time.
0: But exactly. yeah, so everyone be sure to check out MLS Fantasy Boss. Be sure to check the advice columns from all the MLS Fantasy experts at fantasy.mlssoccer.com. Check back to Reddit. Oh, if you know someone or if you are someone who used to use the Yahoo MLS Fantasy system, that is gone. So come over to our site, the light site. The grass is green. Come on over here. Uh, Be sure to check out Fantasy Viz and all the other sites that are linked on Reddit and all of our great partners and people who help make this possible. And of course, as always, thank you, everyone, for listening and just helping make this fun.